0: Good morning, rise and shine and welcome to Key Moments. I'm Dr. K and these are key moments to empower your life with Christ. I am absolutely elated to be back. Yes, I am. Good morning to my husband. I know that he is listening from wherever he is. Good morning to you, my love. Good morning to our key team and thanks so much for joining us on this morning. I'm so grateful. I pray that you all had A most wonderful, 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 wonderful weekend. I am grateful to be back in the house of the Lord here at Key Powerman, as we like to say, church. (laughs) Good morning to every last one of you. Listen, go ahead and tag, share, and invite your friends and let someone know that you're here. Let me know where you're listening in from. Um, So that if I just so happen to look down, I can give your city and state a shout out. Those keys are because God desires to give us the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Those keys and those hearts. And those hearts are because we are experiencing the unconditional love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, those are the pages of my heart that are turning this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful morning. As we say the name Jesus all up and down the timeline, our key team is listening and they're watching. And Michelle is here and Meosha and Stephanie McAllister. We're saying the name Jesus all up and down the timeline because it's at his name that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that our Lord, he is God. i got my new york speed speaking this morning let's go into a word of prayer father in the name of jesus we thank you and we glorify you and we magnify your holy name there is no god but you there can never be another god like you and so we glorify you and we thank you we honor you and we reverence you And we say, we bless your holy name. Thank you for these listeners on this morning, God. Thank you for what you shall give us. Holy Spirit of God, lead and guide us, correct us, and whatever else that you need to do, do it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So, um, I want to talk to you this morning. I was having some technical difficulties last week. I had to have my tech guru take a look and see what was going on. And there was just some things that were not connected correctly. Um, and that, uh, is re- the one of one was connected, but Facebook wasn't connected, but YouTube was connected. And, you know, I like to have them both. I have a little OCD and I have asked the Lord to deliver me from this little OCD that I have. It's like, yeah, everything's just gotta be, right. everything's gotta be right. I don't know how the Lord called me to be his, um, his preacher. Cause, uh, you know, everything with me is detailed. I'm, I'm into the details. Um, go with me to Malachi. There are there are there are several scriptures that I want to read on today, and I'm going to try to read some that I can and then reference the rest because you all know here I absolutely love the word of God. It is just who I am. First, let's go to Romans 8 and 28. 8 and 28. Romans 8 and 28. And then we're going to swoop on over to Malachi, the third chapter, and we're just going to read the third verse. And then we're going to reference all the others okay it says here and we mm, okay let's go to um mm, let's go to um verse 27 now mm, the holy spirit is something let's read 26 27 and 28 can we do that Let me see. Yeah, 28. All right. So it says here, 26, 27, and 28. It says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit." Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the what? Will of God. And he knows that all things, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called and the called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Okay, go with me to Malachi, the third chapter and the third verse. I need to just go ahead and just... Read what the prophet Malachi says here. He says here, And he, God, begins to sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. And they may offer that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. that's another topic within itself, but we're going to bridge them in as the Holy Spirit of God begins to use my mouth for his people. What do you do when you make a mistake? Because uh, what happens is, is you cannot allow your mistake to define you. We are human and we are prone to mistakes. Um, I like to say that mistakes are mistakes. Mistakes are mistakes, and I like uh, what the Holy Spirit of God began to minister to me some years ago regarding mistakes. He said, "Kenya, when you look at a mis- when you look at a movie, in order for the movie to be perfected, there must be some mistakes that happens through the process of perfection." And I begin to really look at the word mistakes as a t- totally different way. Uh, the Spirit of God began to give me this revelation and illuminated my spirit because when I would make mistakes, I would condemn myself. And not only would I condemn myself, I became so shameful that the enemy made me feel like everybody knew about my mistake. <laughs> I knew about my mistake. But because uh, uh, because I was trying to live right and I was trying to live holy and I was trying to do the right thing by God. Uh, my mistake began to define who I was. And as it began to internally define who I am. Now let me explain this to you because there was an outward definition, and then there was an inward defi- There was an in there was an outward defining, and then there was an inward defining. And so inwardly, my mistakes begin to define me. And the spirit of the Lord God began to minister to me. He said, King, you yeah, remember what a mistake is. This is a mis- Take in your life, move to the next session. Don't stay there because a mistake is something that happens during production. And, and, and I begin to say, okay God, and he began to say a mistake, Kenya, happens behind the scenes out of the sight of the public eye. And when it happens out of the view of the public eye, you are supposed to do it over. And he began to minister to me. <clears throat> and He said, he said your mistake can be a blessing or a lesson. It depends on how you didn't allow the mistake or the Holy Spirit of God to refine you inwardly. And you must understand when Romans eight twenty eight says, we know that all things work together for the good, for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. And it also says that God knows our infirmities. And what happens is, is the spiritual infirmity of your mistake. See, your mistake can become a spiritual infirmity, which prohibits you from moving towards your purpose. Because what what has happened is is because we don't know how to move beyond our mistakes, and we allow our mistakes to internally define us, there is an outward manifestation of MP progress. And so what God does is God says, Now I need to allow you to sit in a refurnace fire and I've got to refine you because if I don't refine you, then you'll allow your infirmity from your mistake to define you. And so what happens is, is when you make a mistake in life, it's not meant to define you. It's meant to refine you. What does this word refine mean? Because when God begins to refine us, he begins to take all of the impurities out of us. But if you don't allow your mistake to become a lesson, then it will never be a blessing. Let me say that again. If you don't allow your mistake, To help you learn the lesson Then it will never be a blessing Remember now A mistake can be a blessing or a lesson It can be a blessing or a lesson Depending on how you define it Depending on how you allow it to work in your life but in order for it to be a blessing, it first must be a lesson. Remember now, you have to understand what refining means. Refining means to remove the impurities or unwanted elements from what? A substance. Now, if a substance is defined in biblical terminology, in biblical definition, a substance is ref- is defined as confidence, which means that if you don't allow God to refine you, then you lack Confidence. Remember now, infirmity or refine means to remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance which means substance the biblical definition for the word substance is confidence. If there is an infirmity in your confidence, you will lack confidence in who you are in God. Your your mistake will cause you to lack confidence in who you are in God. Because now what has happened is there is a spiritual infirmity in your spirit. There's something that's causing you to become immobilized. It's something that's causing you to develop fear. There's something that's causing you to develop an insecurity in who God has called you to be. You have to understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, the prophet Malachi begins to use this analogy as, 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 as God himself. And he says, God then desires to uh, put you in the refiner's fire. And, and, and you know, when you begin to read about the refiner's fire, and, and really, let's go there right quick in Proverbs, the 17th chapter, right quick. Can I see some fire emojis? Just put them up right quick, because you, you have to understand that sometimes when you are going through life, You, the enemy knows that you are in a refiner's refiner's fire and because he knows that you are in a refiner's fire, what he'll do is he will magnify the heat by your assumption. Uh, he will magnify the heat by your assumption. Uh Proverbs the 17th chapter and the third verse. It says, The, the fining pot is for what? Silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tryeth the heart. So when you are going through what Romans five and thirty five says? Glory in tribulations. When you are going through your trials and tribulations in life, what is happening is is that God has placed you in the refiners pot and what he's doing is he's refining you and refining the substance of who you are in him and who he is in you he has put you in a pot to refine you and we know that refiners begin to refine the substance to bring out the impurities and what happens is is that as they begin to refine the fire they re- refine the, the metal they begin to see their reflection The more of their reflection they can see, the less refining they have to do. And refining is intense heat and hammering, which is extremely uncomfortable. So if if you are in an uncomfortable situation in your life, that means that perhaps you might be going through a refiner's fire. God himself will say, I know that there are some things in you that I need to get out of you. Now, I need you to understand that what God does is just like the refiner, he draws out Anything that's not like him through circumstances in life, through what we call trials and tribulations, hardships, these things are to draw out impurities and infirmities in us that doesn't reflect who God is in us and so God says now what I've got to do is I've got to watch this I've got to bring up and out anything that's not like me because now what I need to do is I need to allow the Holy Spirit of God to refine you To define who I've called you to be. And so your mistake in your life are things that God then uses for the glory. But what happens is, is that we can't move past our mistakes. Some of us, we hold ourselves hostage and God says, you're more hard on yourself than I am on you. You then, you then become the righteous judge in your own life. You're too hard on yourself. And the enemy knows that you don't understand that what you're going through with is working for your good. If you look, and I want you to do me a favor today. I want you to look deep down into your mistake. Whatever it is that you have done in your life that has immobilized and has snatched your confidence from who you are. I need you to really take a look at it and begin to assess what happened. Because when you begin to examine what really happened, there is a lesson in it that you need to see. And when you begin to see the lesson is when you receive the blessing from your mistake. And when you begin to say, God, I see what you were doing in this area of my life. Watch this. You then begin to take the scriptures and you begin to say, wait a minute now, I have now acknowledged God in all of my ways and he's going to direct my path. But when you don't take the time to see what God was drawing out of your life through your circumstances, through your trials and your tribulations, then you will wallow and you'll stay in a place where God only needed you to learn a lesson. I want to go to Romans, the fifth chapter and the 35th verse right quick. Let's go there. Romans, the fifth chapter and the 35th verse. Let's let's go there right quick. I want to go there because I want you to see this by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Is it Romans? Yes. Uh, is it Romans? No, Romans, the 35th chapter. That's no 35th chapter in Romans, Kenya. Uh, not Romans, the fifth chapter. I want to go there for one minute. Let me see something here. I want to. I want to. I want. <coughs> I want to. Uh. I want. I want. I want to read something for you because if I don't read this to you, then you're going to make a. You're going. You're going to literally uh, miss something. Here we go. Romans the fifth chapter and the third verse. I'm all in thirty five. Watch this. It says here. It says here in the third chapter, it says, and not only so, watch this, but we what? Glory in tribulation also. Why do we glory in tribulation? Knowing, now this is not an assumption. This is something that we know. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience. It does what? Tribulation begins to work patience, which means that when you are in the refiner's pot, and tribulation begins to happen, you are now in a refiner's pot. Why? Because now there is patience that need to manifest out of your spirit. Patience needs to manifest. Watch this. Watch this. Semicolon. And now what happens is in this pot, as you begin to allow the the potter, the refiner, not the potter, but the refiner, to see his reflection of patience. What happens is patience begins to work experience. And the reason why a lot of us don't have experience is because we haven't allowed the refiner to refine patience in our life. Patience comes before experience. Experience doesn't come before patience because you have to have patience enough to gain the experience that God desires for you to gain. Watch what happens after you experience, ex- after you experience, experience. <laughs> and experience hope. Now watch this now. Now, now, now I, want, I, want, I want to show you this. I want to go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And I have to do this because if I don't do this, then and it, it, you, you'll miss something. Go to Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Watch this now. Watch, I want to read this for you. It says, Now faith is the substance of things, what? Hope for. Oh, Lord, what you say, Holy Ghost. If now faith is the substance of things hoped for, look at the steps it takes in order to get to hope. Watch this now. You glory in tribulation also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, patience worketh experience, and experience hope. So in order for you to even get to a place of hope for your faith, you've got to go through a tribulation, y'all gonna be all right, which worketh, uh, patience, patience work is experience and experience hope. This is why the Bible begins to say that we know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose because we understand the purpose of God is to develop hope in us in order to resuscitate our faith. The refiner's fire is necessary The refiner's fire begins to expose everything in us to develop what God needs us to develop in order to gain the hope that we need in order for the purpose of himself to manifest in the earthly realm. Listen to me. You have to understand this Because this word substance now is It means confidence And and this is what Paul said This one thing I know That I am confident That he who begin a good work in me Shall complete it Until the day of his return He did not make an assumption He did not have a lack of self-esteem When it came down to knowing Who God was in his life He did not have a a lack of self-esteem A lack of spiritual self-esteem When it came down to the purpose that God has called him according to God's purpose in the earthly realm. He did not have a lack of self-esteem with this. He did not allow the enemy to use his lack of confidence because he didn't lack any confidence. You have to understand that what he did was he allowed the refiner to begin to refine any impurity out of him. That was not like a reflection of what he should see. You have to understand that what God is doing in your life, what we do is we run away from what What's supposed to refine us. We run away from it. And then we allow the enemy to get into our ear gate. And we allow him to define through his subtle speech and his understanding what is going on in our life instead of allowing the scripture to begin to define inwardly what it is that we're going through with for an outward manifestation of God's glory in our life. You have to understand that never, ever, ever allow your mistake to define you. Your mistake is supposed to refine you. When you use your mistake and place your mistake in its place, you have to operate in your power and authority. When you operate in your power and authority, you categorize your mistake. You don't let your mistake categorize you because you must understand. You got to understand this. Rahab was a harlot. Rahab was a harlot And the woman who was caught in adultery Was an adulteress And those religious people Defined her by her mistake But God allowed that mistake To refine who she was And he used that mistake To refine our understanding That he is sovereign And you have to understand That your religious mentality Will refi- it will define your mistake mistake for you. And it will begin to condemn you in a place that's supposed to move you. Your your mistake begins to position and summons God to teach you that greater is he that is within you than he that's in the world. But when you don't operate in your power, when you don't operate in your authority, you then allow your mistake to define who God is trying to refine. He Trying to get you uh, to a place where he says, I need for you to be like Jacob. (laughs) What you say, Lord? Uh, My bishop said something that was extremely powerful and it blew my absolute mind. He said to me, and he said in one of our, our teachings, he said, he said, Kenya, he said, he said to me, he said, Jacob. He said, Jacob's name was changed to Israel. And it was only changed to Israel because God wasn't going to release anything into his hands because what his name held. His name was supplanted. His name, in other words, his name was very uh manipulative and so God had to change his name because his name defined who he was and so God had to change his name to give him what he needed him to have see what God did was God said Jacob I know you wrestled I know you and your mama I know what y'all did and there was something that was done and it was an illegal transition of a birthright y'all gonna get this in just a minute and so now I cannot allow you to operate in your birthright that you took from a spirit of manipulation I've got to change your name Because your your name change in the mistake is, the mistake now has induced a name change in you. Y'all going to be all right. And so now when you understand and categorize and move your mistake in its proper category, you've got to move in your authority. You've got to say, wait a minute now, I know who I was and I know what I did, but I'm not that. I need for somebody to say, I am not that. I know what I did. I I, I know what I did last week. I know what I did last night. I know what I did yesterday, but I am not that. God is taking it and he's making it work for my good. I have to see the lesson in what it is that the enemy is trying to use to destroy me. I cannot allow my mistake to dictate my destiny. I cannot allow what the enemy is trying to pervert my purpose with. I cannot allow it to manifest and prevail in my life. Because what God is doing is he's allowing this to refine me to see his reflection in me. You have to understand that when something is refined, watch this now, it is to, ref- it is to free something from impurities. The refiner's fire gives you the access to into liberty. The refiner's fire then gives you access to to operate in liberty. The refining fire. Because what happens is, it begins to free something from impurities. It begins to, watch this, it begins to improve or perfect by pruning and polishing. It, God is perfecting you through your mistake. But you're never going to know what's in you until you make the mistake. <laughs> you know, You know, when the Lord was refining me. And he was taking me through uh, a refiner's fire. I didn't understand why I was going through so much. I mean, I tell you, when I say it was back to back, to back, to back, to back, I was like, God, I am messed up. I can't seem to get it right. And and it was like when I almost got it right, it, it seemed like almost when I got it right, it was like, oh, yeah. I'm living right. I'm living right. God, I thank you. I'm living right. Something would always come to challenge what I thought I knew about myself. You know, I had a real anger problem. Can I just be honest here? I had a real anger problem, and so much so until my anger was extremely dangerous. It was dangerous for me because I was I had almost built up a confidence about myself where my anger would allow me to go into these um, subtle and quiet revenges, where I thought that almost I was my anger, my anger uh, it stirred up in me uh, 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 an indignation that I thought I was invincible. And I don't know about anybody else, but that was just me. I'm just telling my testimony, and, and I was the anger had me the the anger had me invincible, and this anger that had me invincible would cause me to react in situations that I didn't have to react in. It was just terrible. I was just terrible. I'm telling you, I was terrible. I was a I was just terrible. <clears throat> And because I thought that at one point when I was serving God that I had control over this anger, I was like, yep, God and me, you know, I'm submitted to the Lord and I've been. But then and I realized that certain people in my life would come in my life and they would they would trigger me. And, And when they would trigger me, I would, I was angry, but I wasn't as angry as I was. I didn't blame the person for their reaction or their actions in my life. I then went to God. And I said this to God, <clears throat> I said, God, now I, I need you to, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. This is, I need to, this is going to help you a lot. If people would frustrate me, be, i you know, get, I give, I would get frustrated easily because I'm a very detailed person. I'm extremely detailed. That's just the way that I am. <clears throat> I like stuff to make sense. And when it don't make sense to me, something's wrong. Something's wrong. But the Lord says something to me years ago. He said, Kenya, I said, sir, this is how he began to refine me. He began to allow people to come into my life that triggered everything I thought I was delivered from. And when I thought that I was delivered and I realized that I wasn't delivered, I then didn't blame the person. I asked God to send me more people in my life. Why did you do that, Kenya? I asked the Lord to send me more people in my life that triggered what was in me to perfect who God called me to be. Because the Lord says something to me so powerful. I said, God... I said, well, he said, Kenya, I said, sir, he said, why is it that you are easily frustrated and angered with people who come into your life? And I said, God, because they just, they don't have no common sense. He says, well, who says sense is common, Kenya? He said, everybody doesn't think like you. And because everybody doesn't think like you, stop expecting people to operate and work and talk and move like you. I was like, excuse me. He said, you are defining people with your expectations. Take that off. You're making many mistakes in your life, and you're holding yourself accountable to your lack of understanding. Because I don't know how he talks to you, but this is how he talks to me. And because he talks to me like this, I understand our relationship. So when I get rebuked by the Holy Spirit of God, and I get reproved by him, I don't take it personal, I take it purposeful. And so he said to me, he said, Kenya, I need you to see who you really are. Because in your mind, in your eyes, you got it all together. But you really don't have it all together. Because there is stuff that's laying dormant in you that has to come up, and so I got to refine you and turn the heat up in your life because you need to understand the process of purpose, okay, God. What you say, okay? So I said, Okay, God, but, but how did you do it? Did you hear what I say? How did you do it? Because God you get with every kind of individual you dealt with every person that went against who you were and, and, and they came into your life and you had to you had to be the kind of person that had to have the personality the character you had to have the spirit to be able to deal with different personalities. This is what I said, God, teach me your ways and teach me how to be like you. Teach me how to deal with people who make me angry. Teach me how to deal with people who frustrate me. Teach me how not to operate and be defined by my mistakes through my lack of understanding. And as I ask God to do this... God began to send people in my life that triggered every area. They began to trigger, oh, they begin to trigger me. And the more I became triggered, the more I knew I needed Jesus. Y'all gonna be all right. I allowed my mistake to become a lesson in my life to bless me. My mistake wasn't gonna loose me. It was not gonna leave until it blessed me. Until I learned from my lesson I needed to stay in the lesson because I could not allow my mistake to define me. I had to allow my mistake to refine me. So the more people came into my life that triggered me, the more I realized how much more I needed to be delivered. I didn't run away from the triggers. I ran to the triggers because if I need to be like Jesus, why did Jesus and how is he able to be in the midst of certain things and not lose his cool? Y'all going to be all right not be triggered it wasn't until i allowed god to teach me what i needed to know through my mistake that god began to allow me to be refined to see his reflection in me and what happens is it then taught me deliverance because i began to see the manifestation of unclean spirits in other people because the enemy began to use them watch this now to trigger me god used it he used the circumstance But the enemy used the people. Y'all gonna be all right in just a minute. It began to teach me how to operate in the realm of the spirit when it came down to people. And it also began to show me what was in me. And this refiner's higher that God has allowed you to be in, it begins to reflect who you are and begins to train you to become more like him. You got to understand, it begins to remove the impurities, the infirmities, the spiritual infirmities that has the ability to cause you to become... uh, in non-existence, and just being honest, because you have to understand by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God, what a refiner's fire does is it doesn't destroy the metal, it causes the impurities to come up so that what's in the metal, whatever is in the metal can be removed. The fire begins to cause the impurities to come up out of the substance. Right? And so what happened is, and what God was doing with me is, He was allowing what was laying dormant in me to come up through what I thought was mistakes to hold myself condemned to, to, to hold myself in condemnation. And so the mistakes in your life, you've got to categorize them and you've got to pull that mistake into a category called lesson. And when you pull that mistake into a category called lesson, then you will be blessed by it. You will begin to see what God is showing you or need you to see. Open up your spiritual eyes. You open your spiritual eyes. And stop allowing yourself to remain a victim through your mistake. Stop allowing yourself to remain a victim through your mistake. How do you remain a victim to your mistake? Because you then have a pity party because you made a mistake. And when you have a pity party because of your mistake, you're looking for someone to stroke you and feel sorry for you. You feel sorry and you feel bad about the mistake you made. And now you have developed a victim mentality. What does a victim do? A victim says, I can't go any further because now I messed up. I, I I, can't do it. And now what has happened is you are harder on yourself than what God is because God says, I'm the one that's faithful and just to remove all unrighteousness from you. You're not. I am the one who remo- removes the impurities from you. You can't do it on your own. You submit to the fire. This is why Paul said, I glory in tribulation. Why does he glory in tribulation because he understands the process let's go here and we're getting ready to wrap up he understands the process he understands the process of Romans the 5th chapter we want the word we we, we want God but we don't want to do God watch this and he glories in tribulation he says also knowing that tribulation worketh patience patience experience and experience hope watch this and hope Make it not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost given to us. He understands the developmental process of experiencing the love of God. It maketh not a shame. Listen, your mistake doesn't define you. It refines you. I need for someone to say, refine me. If you know that you have held yourself and I need you to listen to me and hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. The last um live we did on Monday, I got so many praise reports from that live from uh live audio broadcast from Monday. It was absolutely phenomenal. And 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 the the live audio broadcast that we did from uh teaching on Exusia and Dunamis, it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean ab- just the, the testimonies that came for it. Uh, you have to understand <clears throat> that as God begins to take you through a refiner's pot and He puts you in the refiner's pot, you are not to complain but open up your spiritual eyes to see what God desires for you to see. Complaining keeps you in a place that you won't move towards your promise. You don't die in the wilderness, you're processed in the wilderness. <clears throat> you are supposed to see what's in you in your wilderness experience. The wilderness is really meant to refine you. It it is. The the wilderness. It it is meant to help you to develop a wealthy place in your spirit. But if you don't understand that and you allow your eyes to understand through your lack of understanding, then you'll stay in a place where God never intended for you to stay. And you will lack the confidence that you need to move in a place of purpose. If you know that you've made a mistake, <clears throat> you know that you've made a mistake, and you've held yourself to that mistake, I need you to say, "Lord, refine me." Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed. Paul said, "It maketh it not ashamed." I-, I need you to. I need you to go ahead, <clears throat> and I need you to go ahead and say, "I need you to go ahead and say, Lord, refine me.'" I'm going to tell you why we're going to do this. I'll tell you why we're going to do this because, watch this now. <laughs> watch this now. You're going to say, "Lord, refine me." Lord, refine me. And the reason why uh, the Holy Spirit of God is asking you to do this is because he says here, I glory in tribulation, also knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope, and hope maketh not a shame. And so you're saying, God, I am not ashamed." Watch this now. And when you're saying, God, I'm not ashamed," that means, let's read this backwards, because if you don't understand this, the, 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 the I like to say, I like to say the simplistic way that God begins to expound in his word. Uh, you will miss key things that you need to gain in order to develop the confidence that you have or need uh, in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. And the reason why I said that, that, that you, you put this down, watch this, let's read it backwards. I need you to hear me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. It says, make it maketh not a shame. When you get to the place where you are not ashamed. What has happened is you have now developed hope. And and, and when you've developed hope, you have now developed the experience that you need to develop the patience. Watch this. Through the tribulation. (laughs) Watch this. Now let's read it forward. Let's go forward and let's go backward. Paul says, and not only so, we glory in tribulation, also knowing. You've developed a knowing in your tribulation. Your, your tribulation has moved you, and, and all of this in the process has moved you from a place of believing to knowing. You, you, you got to understand. You got to move from believing to knowing. You, you got to do it. Because if you don't move from believing to knowing, when you believe, there's always a place for doubt. But when you know, nah, you just hang it up. I know that two times two is four. I don't believe it. I know it. <laughs> you can. <you, laughs> You, you, you're going to be all right. I, 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 I don't need... No. I, I know that two times two is four. And you can't change my mind. I know it. So what happens is, Paul says, knowing... Why does he know this? Because he went through the process of the refiner's fire. He says, "I now can see the reflection of Jesus Christ in me. So now I know what I had to go through with, and it has developed my confidence in who I am in Jesus Christ." Watch this. I know that tribulation worketh patience. Here is the forward movement of it. Tribulation worketh patience. Patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Why am I not ashamed? Because I have the hope, because I have the experience, because I've developed the patience through the tribulation, which causes me to know. So when you move forward and backwards, when you begin to put it all together, you develop this confidence that says the refining fire, then begin to pull out a spiritual infirmity in me that I didn't even know I had. So my mistake did not define me, it refined me because now I learned a lesson and that lesson produced the blessing because now I'm greater than I was before I made the mistake because the mistake caused me to move into a realm of greater. I know better and the more better I know to do, then that's what I do. And so now I gained the experience and the knowledge and the wisdom through my experience and through my mistake. My mistake has catapulted me into a greater realm of glory. My mistake, I have now pulled my mistake and now I have identified and defined my mistake in its, and put it in its proper category. My mistake just blessed me. My mistake, just bless me. My mistake, just bless me. Now that you have said that you are not ashamed. I need you to, in your atmosphere. No, 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 you don't have to say it here. I want you to say in your atmosphere. In your atmosphere. Because what happens is, you got to understand, and if you were on the live audio broadcast with Exusia, you got to understand commanding your atmosphere. You got to understand the authority that you operate in. And you got to understand the different realms of, uh, in, in, in the, in the, you have to understand the different realms in the spirit. Uh, and you you have to operate in these realms. Uh, and you have to understand that, that God began to, minister to me and he said a lot of this exposure that's going on a lot of this exposure is a refining it is a refining so when God begins to expose stuff in you through what we call mistakes they are refining processes remember now a refiner's fire it is intense heat and it is hammering included in this which means that you're going to be very 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 uncomfortable and, and, and what it does is it draws out anything that's not like or should be in the substance, in the metal. <clears throat> it draws it out. In other words, it draws out what's not supposed to be there. And watch this now, and I need you to hear me. When something that is not supposed to be in the metal, in gold and silver, is drawn out of it, the value of it goes up. The value of it. It cannot even be marketable and it cannot even be presented to the public until everything that's impure in that metal is drawn out through the fire. When God begins to take you and put you in the refiner's fire, it then puts a demand on the value of who you are. It, it, it brings the value of who you are up because now what happens is you become uh, more like Jesus Christ and in any in infirmities that have been laying dormant in your spirit begins to come up out of your spirit and it puts value on who you are and when there is a value on who you are, it puts a demand for people to seek you out. I don't. The gold doesn't come to me I go to gold Silver doesn't come to me I go to silver I go look for silver And it is so valuable That it is called Fort Knox Why? Because that gold has been refined And it puts a demand in the atmosphere For people to come seek out its value We seek out gold We go dig up gold We dig it up And we refine it In order to bring the value of it up Watch this you have to understand that when you do this, in chapter 5, this is you have to understand your process. When you know these things, you will stop complaining in, in te- intense heat and hammering. You'll stop complaining. Because when you allow your mistake to refine you, you have to understand that what God is doing is he's saying, I'm bringing the value of your ministry up. Who I made him say, I'm bringing the value of the anointing in your life up. I'm bringing the value of you up. I am now causing you to operate in a realm of liberation. I am now freeing something out of you. I'm now causing the impurities to come out of you because I need you to operate in the realm of liberty. I need you to understand that all things are working together for the good because you love him and are called according to his purpose. This is why the prophet Malachi begins to use this analogy in Malachi, the third chapter and the third verse, because God says, I need you to understand that your mistake was just a mistake in what I'm getting ready to expose to the world. Now, now all exposure is not bad exposure because what happens is, is when God begins to refine you and begins to expose things in you that should not be. It's your job now to say, God, I see the lesson in the exposure and then say, God, help me to be able to go through the process of refining so that you will be able to present me in a more valuable state, a more valuable state in the kingdom of God so that people will begin to see the living epistle (laughs) and not the living mistake. And so now God says, I need for you to understand the process that you are going through. You are very uncomfortable in this season. Why are you uncomfortable? where are you in your life with Christ? Where are you? You're saying I'm uncomfortable but where are you uncomfortable at? What realm are you in? Because if you don't understand where you are then you will allow the enemy to lead you to where he wants you to go and you will stay in the wilderness and you won't allow the refining fire to get out the infirmity the spiritual infirmity that's laying dormant in your spirit that he needs to get out of you to see his reflection and you have to understand who you are in Jesus Christ. You must take accountable you must take accountability for your actions and you must take accountability for what it is that God is showing you concerning yourself you cannot become lazy in allowing God to purify you. You cannot waste any more time in this season. You cannot play with the anointing that's on your life. You cannot play with the calling of God on your life. You cannot play with the purpose of God on your life. You cannot play with it. But why are you? This is my question to you. If you are playing with the anointing of God in your life, you have just you have just stripped yourself of glory of the glory of God. You have just stripped yourself of how important you are in the kingdom of God. You have done it because now you have not allowed God to refine you through what it is that he's showing you that's in you. You got to understand this thing. The spirit of the Lord God is just show me something right now. I don't want to say, but I have to say. He said, Kenya, he said, when people don't accept the fact that I've shown them their mistake, And they continue to, they continue to act in ways that I never told them to act. And they know that I'm trying to refine them. They're like pigs wallowing in slop. I said, what? They're eating slop and they're wallowing in slop. And they don't want to come out of the pig pen because now they like the mess that they're in. And I'm trying to prove to them that they're greater than their living environment. I don't need them living in mess. I need to make their mess a message. But I need them to understand the mistakes That they're making are refining them They're not defining them I will take it and make it work for the good If they will allow me to do it He said did I not make Rahab A living testimony Did I not take Rahab's mistake And make it a message Did I not take Abram's mistake And make it a message Did I not take these mistakes And make it a message Did I allow these mistakes to define my disciples No Did I allow Allow these mistakes to define, watch this, Thomas, because we then called him Doubting Thomas. The Bible never called him that. We did. We defined Thomas through his mistake, but the Bible never did. The Bible never said Doubting Thomas. We did. do you say, we did. We did. We did. We did. We did. We, did. We, did. we then preached on Thomas. And we have made a message around his mistake. And we've identified with his mistake. So, and the enemy has perverted our definition of what God was using to help us to move into a greater realm with him. And now we have defined Thomas. But we forgot about how dedicated he was. We missed that part. We now, see, you have to understand. God. God is refining you through your mistake. It's time for me to go. God is removing impurities and unwanted elements from the substance of who he has called you to be. (laughs) You got to understand that God is improving and perfecting by pruning and polishing you. Go through, but don't stay in it. Go through, but don't stay in it. Don't allow. Listen to me. Don't allow. Don't allow your mistake to define you. You know, when I got raped... The first time I got raped, I kicked myself. I I, I kicked myself. I I I kicked myself and I almost allowed the rape to define who I was. I I, I, not only I mean it was it was it was it was a a very it was an experience that I never want to go through with again. And and, and 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 the Lord began to speak to me uh, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost because I didn't know that I was harboring um, the definition of who I was in me. Uh, and I harbored this definition of who I was in me uh, for, I would have to say, 10 years. And I didn't know. I thought I had forgotten about the rape. I got raped twice, one single and then one uh, multiple, like a train. But the first time I got raped... Um, I I I I begin to allow that situation to define who I was, and 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 as I got older, I thought that I was over it. I thought I was over it, and um, the spirit of the Lord God spoke to me, and He says, when I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit of God, I realize. That, the, that something was laying dormant in me, that I didn't know that was laying dormant in me. And as I began to go through my trials and tribulations of life, uh, the emotions of and the pain of the rape begin to resurface. It came up. Remember what a refiner's fire is? It brings up the impurities. It brings up the infirmities. And so what I had to do is I had to sit back and allow God to take me through the emotions that were laying dormant within me. I had to allow him to actually bring me back there, so much so until I could actually smell the scent of the occasion. I don't know if you've ever gotten raped or and I'm being personal here and I have to. I begin to smell the scent in the atmosphere from the trauma. But I had to sit there and understand that God was with me. And I began to learn a lesson in it. And as I began to learn the lesson in what the enemy didn't want me to learn, he, he wanted me to remain an inward and hidden victim. And when God began to refine me and it began to come up and out of me, I begin to and I begin to learn something that I didn't necessarily. Had have the ability to learn in a state where I thought I was healed. And as I began to learn the lesson, I put a demand on the lesson to bless me. And and, and it refined me and developed a strength in me that I didn't even know I had. And the Lord said to me, who you are can never be taken away from you. You have to give it away. And so while you thought who you were was snatched away from you, It can never be snatched away from you. You have to give it permission to take it from you. And and, and it blew my absolute mind when God began to deal with me concerning this. This is why I'm telling you that your mistake, I I was just broken. I was. When the Lord began to take me through the process, he had to bring all that stuff up in me. Your mistake does not define you. It refines you. Yes, it does. It it refines you. And, and and it causes the value, it causes the value of who you are to go up. God is bringing you up in this season. He's bringing you up into a place where we're going to put a demand in the atmosphere for people to seek out the wisdom of God in you. It's going to put a demand on the atmosphere for people to seek you out because now they're going to see holiness. It's going to put a demand on people to seek you out because now they're going to see the righteousness of Jesus Christ through you. It's going to put a demand on people to seek you out because in the middle of mess they found a place of purity within you through the Holy Spirit of God because now you allowed him to refine you because now you have the patience that others don't have because you've allowed hope to be developed in you and you're not ashamed of the testimony that God has given you. God is bringing the value of your ministry up. And everything that you have gone through within your ministry that thought that it could define you, God says it just refined you. He's bringing the value of the prophetic in your life up. He's bringing the value of who you are of him up. He's bringing it up in this season. And you gotta know that God is putting a demand on who you are in him and who he is in you on your life. Never, ever, ever allow your mistake to define you. No. What do you do? When you make a mistake, (laughs) you learn the lesson. Do not move emotionally. Sit down and learn the lesson in your mistake and see why it was allowed to happen in your life. See why it happened. Learn from your mistake so that it can bless you. (laughs) Hashtag 21, hashtag 21. Consistency in any area develops strength. We are consistent in understanding how to exercise and move in the authority and power of the Holy Spirit of God. We know now that our mistakes don't define us. Stop being so hard on yourself. Some of you are harder on yourself than God is on you. Allow the mistake to refine you, to get out any impurities that need to come up out of you. Learn the lesson so that, the, so that it can bless you. We're sowing today. We're sowing Today we sow 21, but whatever it is, the Holy Spirit of God gives you to sow today. That's what I want you to do. I want you to sow today from from a pure place, from a place of understanding that God just took your mistake to bless you. Your mistake just blessed you. <laughs> it wasn't even a wrestle. It was just something that you held yourself accountable to that you weren't supposed to hold yourself accountable to all this time. You you took it and you harbored it. You didn't move past your mistake. You allowed your mistake to define you. It caused fear. Caused you to move. I I made a mistake in my last relationship, so I'm not going to love again. Well, you know, you need to get over that. You are now not moving in a place of liberty. What did you learn in that mistake that hurt you? What did you learn about yourself? And now allow it to refine you. I'm not doing that again because when I did that again, it just, no, 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 no. Don't move in fear and stop, stop getting revenge. Stop releasing revenge in the atmosphere. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. Stop it. Stop moving like that. That is not of God. Move in liberty. Uh, take the limits off of who God has called you to be. And don't allow yourself to be defined by the mistake that you've made. I've got a wall up and they ain't never going to hurt me again. Ain't nobody going to never hurt me again. That mentality is wrong. That mentality is wrong. And it will stop someone from loving you. And God will send someone to love the hell out of you, but they can't touch hell because your wall is up so high. So you got to understand how to operate in the realm where God is refining you. Listen to me by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. You're sowing today and you're saying, God, I thank you for this word today. I now have a greater understanding of what it is that's going on in my life. And now I'm not going to allow what has happened to define me, but I'm allowing you to use it and to refine me. You are the refiner in my life. And there is an intense heat and hammering happening in my life uh, for the reflection of you to come forth in my life. I know that this is what's going on in my life. If you are desiring to name your seed and you just want me to release uh, what to name your seed, you can. I mean, it's totally up to you, but you name your seed because you know your need. What illuminates in your spirit? That is what you name your seed. But if you just need uh, a little help here, you're just going to name it refiner's fire. You just name your seed refiner's fire. Because you're in a situation that's very uncomfortable. There's an intense heat and a lot of hammering going on. But what God is doing is he's freeing you from impurities. He is removing impurities and unwanted elements from the substance of who you are in him and who he is in you. Really from who you are in him. Because who he is in you doesn't need refining. (laughs) You need refining. (laughs) He is the refiner's fire. (laughs) Just being honest, he himself doesn't need refining, but we do. So who we are in him, he's refining who we are in him. <laughs> I love him for that. Listen, hashtag 21, hashtag 21, consistency in any area developed fellowship. I want to thank you for your time today. I want to thank you for your seeds today. I want to thank you for allowing the spirit of God in me to speak to your spirit. As you begin to sow your seeds today, Michelle is putting that way to give up on the screen. Thank you, Lanise, and thank you, Verna. I appreciate that. Your mistakes will not define you, but they will refine who you are in Jesus Christ as you allow God to do that and as you are sowing your seeds today you're sowing your seeds and, and you're giving your offering and Lord begin to minister to me today he said some people should give offerings today not just seed but offerings because as you begin to do what Malachi 3 and 3 says and you allow the Lord God to purify you then you're able to offer up a more righteous and a more holy sacrifice unto the Lord. So some of you need to not just sow a seed, but some of you need to give an offering. Offering is a form of worship, but God begins to purify you through that so that you will be able to offer a more worthy offering unto the Lord as you're sowing today. Lord, bless every seed sower. Bless everyone, Father, that's giving an offering. Open up their eyes, Lord. Open up their eyes. For Father God, I thank you now, Father, that I will begin to release a word into their spirit, Father, as they begin to sow, as they begin to give. I thank you, Father, for the ground shall yield, Father, the ground shall yield what's been planted. And so now, Father, I speak into their spirit now and I uh, cause their eyes to be open and their hearts to be open and enlightened. And what the enemy has meant to destroy them and whatever it is that he has meant to use against them. Father, I thank you now that their eyes of understanding are being open and they will allow you to show them what they need to see. It's happening even now and it shall happen. And Father, I thank you they shall grow in this place. They shall grow in this place, and they shall be blessed, and they shall be wiser, and they shall have the knowledge of the Holy Spirit of God as you begin to give them access into the realm of understanding concerning what it is that's going on in their life through their mistakes. God, I thank you that they will learn the lesson. They will see, I decree and I declare, Father, and I then begin to speak, God, as the ground that they are sowing in. And I say the fruit that they will produce is great understanding and spiritual insight to where the enemy desires for them to be blinded. I declare it by the hand and mercy of God. The grace of God shall establish this and give them the grace to see what they need to see. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I love you guys with the love of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There's nothing you can do about it. Until Wednesday morning.